the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Season Watch with Wendy Scott, where we observe the things coming on the earth through biblical binoculars, because the Bible is both timely and timeless. With her master's degree in rhetoric and writing skills, Wendy is a part-time college professor, but a full-time truth professor. She believes the Word of God is His perfect revelation, including a young earth six-day creation, as well as the global flood inundation, and that Israel is God's chosen nation. Faith alone in Jesus is salvation, the true church rapture comes pre-tribulation, followed by Christ's millennial domination and his eternal kingdom with earth's regeneration. Jesus is coming without hesitation. And now, here's Wendy with today's topic. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining me again with Season Watch. And we'll just start with prayer. Uh, Jesus, we're just seeing so many things happening right now, and um, not everybody's aware of the plans that are being made um, concerning the world, but you are aware, Lord. You reveal them to us, and uh, you guide us, Lord, that you empower us and you embolden us. And we just pray for these last days that you help us to see your vision of how to use our time, the time you've given us, our resources, the resources you've given us. God, help us to keep our eyes on you and follow you you ever so closely in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Well, friends, I have to tell you that there's a lot going on right now and that the globalist plans are in full swing. There's a lot of topics I want to discuss that will will reveal just how far we are into this planned setup for world dominance, total control. It means that the B system is nearly finished and ready to lock in. We've talked about a lot of these things in previous episodes and there's some topics that we will discuss next week because we kind of over Christmas and stuff, we haven't kind of talked about recent things. We've got the World Economic Forum and their satanic globalist plans for uh, for us at, in their annual Davos meeting. And then how the recent climate summit in Egypt revealed the one world religion and the 10 climate commandments that they came out with. They're crazy. And then uh, we're noticing that the mounting Chinese death count, oh my gosh, it's probably going to put a lot of pressure. It may end up leading to the next pandemic crisis, just like in 2020, that might even bring in more shots and mandates and digital passports, all these crazy things, because that's what these globalists want to do. They're just looking for and creating opportunities. And uh, interestingly, we're seeing the Ezekiel 38 War Coalition, something we've talked about a little bit, and they're aligning rapidly. And these things are prophesied to happen in the latter years, at the end of days. And now we're seeing Russia, Iran, Turkey, and others that they are aligned and ready uh, to attack Israel. Maybe not now, but we're seeing all the motivation coming together. And then interestingly, I want to talk about this chat GPT. If you haven't heard about it yet, it's going to blow your mind. We'll talk about that next time. I'm concerned that this is the thing that's going to really topple the economy, put us into crisis, and maybe converge all these things. And we got the digital dollar, digital IDs, all these things they're planning for us. And so we'll talk about those next time. And as I said, friends, time is short. Things are moving fast. And remember, the media is careful not to really let us in on it. They don't let us see all these things and put them together. And as I said before, 
I urge you to flip the switch in your mind and start looking at the world as if it's about to be turned upside down. Just like in 2020, we weren't ready for that. Just prepare yourselves. They're looking to do it again so they can lock in their system. They have them all lined up. And these evil plans are distressing. But for us, it also means that the rapture could be very soon. God loves us so much that he paid a great price to keep us safe from the global coup of spiritual wickedness. And he will preserve us from his own wrath in judgment as described in Malachi 3. Look at Malachi 3, uh, 16. And God promises that those who feared the Lord spoke to one another often, and the Lord listened to them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who feared the Lord and who meditated on his name. And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who serves him not. And this is actually the topic we're looking at today, those who genuinely serve God and and love him from their heart and those who maybe do it for show. Remember, interestingly, the second commandment is, thou shalt not take the Lord thy God's name in vain. A lot of people just think it means cursing. When you look at the what it really means, it means that you shall not use the Lord God's name for your purposes or speak in his name presumptuously. Um, and so we're going to look at these things today. For 2,000 years, uh, believers has wondered and looked for a very long time uh, toward this time that we're in, and we have to be prepared for it, just like this promise from Malachi to be ready and speaking about the Lord so he will preserve us. What a promise that is. And Peter and Paul warned in Second Peter 3, 3, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. And the Second Timothy 3, 1, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. We've gone over this list. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. That's the list for today, isn't it? We're seeing it. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such, turn away. So they're going to have a form of godliness. We must be aware of this. Second Titus 3.13, But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Second Timothy 4.1, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready, in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, with all unsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. We're seeing this today, and that's what we're going to talk about. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, teachers they want to hear, right? And will turn their ears away from the truth and to be turned into fables, to lies, to things that are partial truths, right? But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. Hopefully ours is too. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. We must do this. 
Finally, there's laid up to me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me in that day, and not to me only, but to all those who have loved his appearing. And remember, we must long for and love his appearing to take us out of this wicked world before the coming judgment. If you don't long for his appearing, consider where your heart is. Is it with the Lord or is it with this world? Please, you must pay attention to the things that are happening. Uh, So friends, things are happening fast and you want to be sure that you are going to be among those called that Jesus raptures, right? So these last few episodes, we've been focusing on the rapture, evidence that it will be a pre-tribulation rapture. And last week, I even dared to suggest a year it might occur based on the patterns that we saw in the Bible that we discussed. And I suggested that the evidence points to 2023, this year, ah, as a year Jesus returns to rapture his true church. So I urge you to listen to those episodes from Season Watch page. You can go to the KPraise website and soon, hopefully I'll have uh, finished uploading the previous episodes on my Rumble channel, Wendy's Words for Him Radio. So please listen to those and catch up on our discussion and the biblical evidence that we went over. And so even though we don't know for sure when the rapture will come, we do know all the signs are urging us to wake up now and to prepare for that imminent day of our departure of what the Bible seems to describe as the true church of faithful believers. And so friends, fasten your truth belts as today we explore who is the true church. So Remember, Jesus warned that not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is a true disciple of Jesus. We've got Matthew 7, enter by the narrow gate. This is verse 13, by the way. Hang on, by the way. We are going to go over a lot of scripture today. Um, Verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go on it. But narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves, for you shall know them by their fruits." Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So these are people he accuses of being lawless. And then we see in Luke 6, he adds to this description, for every tree is known by its own fruit. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil, for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things I say? And then we see in John 14, starting at verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. What a promise. And he who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. We've got John 13, uh, 17, 3. It says, This is eternal life, that you may know God, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. 
So we see that the criteria to be a true disciple of Jesus is to keep his words and to obey him. Not that anyone can perfectly obey him, but we must consent that his words are true and that we desire to keep them and not deny that his word is true. So we can't pick and choose things. We can't be selective. So that's the criteria. Uh, Whether we actually live up to it all the time is less important than whether we consent and agree that his words are true. Um, And he calls us to know him, and we can only know him, face it, we can only know him by knowing his word. That's the only way. So we talked a few episodes ago, ago about liberal theology, which is the primary theology taught now coming out um, of the seminaries that produce the leaders of most churches right now. But they're taught lies. They teach others these lies because they deny the truth clearly spoken in the Bible. So they brought in those damnable heresies, as Second Peter 2, 1 through 3 warned. There shall be false teachers among you who introduce damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, and because of them the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness and with feigned words they shall make merchandise of you. So most churches today deny central doctrine about God and the Bible concerning creation, the flood, miracles, the timeline of the Bible, who even wrote the books of the Bible and when, uh, about the inerrancy of God's Word and the inerrancy of what the Bible records concerning Jesus and what Jesus did and said. And they preach the church has replaced Israel, largely ignore or allegorize prophecy, and they warn people away from reading it and from reading the book of Revelation. This is common among the churches these days, especially denominational churches. They soften God's warning of judgment, and they use little snippets of Scripture to build their great sermons, and they cause their their congregants to drift from studying and knowing the Bible. And even the gospel of salvation through Jesus alone is compromised for a sort of social gospel or an inclusive path to God. So what does Jesus say about this? Look at in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is exclusive, right? And John 10, 1, most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and kill and to destroy and I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Matthew uh, ten thirty two says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him will I also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whosoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And then Luke twenty one thirty three, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. But take heed to yourself, lest your hearts be weighed down with the cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. 
So we see that true disciples and those of the true church will be known by their allegiance to the word of truth. Paul warns that those who would not only deny, that there are some who would not only deny the truth, but lie about it. And then we see in Romans 1.18, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who suppress in the truth in unrighteousness, who exchange the truth of God for a lie. But Jesus calls those who keep his words friends, as we saw in John 15, uh, starting at verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends for all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. So you see this relationship that Jesus is describing, that we, we, we trust his word, we follow him, we consent that his words are true, we consent that the Bible is true, and that we adhere to it in the face of all pressure. And we're going to see this later. And so we see that there is a distinction between true followers who keep the truth, and the Bible reveals that they will suffer persecution from the world and even from the false church. But now we are seeing that the false one-world popular church is unifying against the exclusive Bible-believing Christians. We're seeing that a lot. A lot of churchgoers or a lot of churches are attacking those who hold to the biblical view and those who believe that the word is in, uh, that the Bible is the inherent word of God. Inherent. <laughs> And so we'll talk more about uh, this idea in the next episode. But as we stand on this precipice of the rapture, we should examine where is our allegiance, right? Is our allegiance with Jesus or is it with the world? So I ask you, whose approval do you need? So Jesus himself gave the distinguishing characteristics of the true church in the book of Revelation through his seven letters to the churches. It's actually called the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the revealed purpose of the book, to reveal who Jesus really is in all his glory. And so friends, don't shy away from prophecy, and especially from the book of Revelation. As I've urged before, that with the Holy Spirit and your willingness to study the Bible, you can know these things. So get in there and give it a shot. (laughs) Revelation, uh, as we're going to talk about it, was written by John at Jesus' express direction. And Jesus told John to, quote, beginning in verse uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 19, he said to write these things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which shall take place after this. And so the book begins with the promise, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is at hand. So we see there's a blessing for reading it. You got to get in there. You got to read it. All right. But interestingly, Jesus himself actually ends the book of Revelation with a promise and also a stern warning. We need to take this seriously. So if we look at Revelation 22, 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. Oh, how beautiful. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him who hears say, come and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Great promise. 18, verse 18, for I testify to everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. 
If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Oh, no. And I suggest those are the left behind people. Verse 19, and if if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life. Oh, no. From the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. So that's our. that should be our heart. That should be our prayer. And it's a stern warning. Imagine if you teach to skip the book of Revelation altogether. I mean, how bad is that as a teacher? That's a lot of responsibility. And that's not, that's clearly not what Jesus wants. And so the book begins with John's magnificent encounter. I urge you to read this. Just just pray and start tackling it, right? His magnificent encounter with the glorified Jesus who first gives him directions to write seven letters to seven churches. The letters to the seven churches appear to represent three aspects of the church and Jesus's message to each of them. And so the three aspects with the first aspect is that these were all real churches. And these messages are directly to each of those actual churches from that time. The next aspect is that these also represent any church throughout time that should examine itself for these characteristics. So are you exhibiting the characteristics of any of these seven churches? And then the message would be to them. And then the third aspect that these seven letters seem to represent is that these churches also correlate to the different church ages right? Throughout history, beginning at the first church who knew Jesus all the way until the very end. And so keeping this in mind among the letters written to the seven churches, two stand out for our discussion today. These are the sixth letter to the church of Philadelphia and the seventh letter to the church of Laodicea. To the church of Philadelphia, we find that Jesus does not give any criticism. He only commends them, and we'll see that in chapter 3. To the church of Laodicea, Jesus only criticizes them and does not offer any compliments or commendations. So let's look at these two churches, which are of great interest, since after Laodicea, the church is not mentioned at all again in Revelation. After chapter 3, that's it. The church is not mentioned. And the whole of tribulation period and the events, they occur after chapter 3. And um, the pouring out of God's judgment upon those who are left behind. So we see Jesus' letter to the sixth church, Philadelphia, which is known in Greek as the church of brotherly love. That's what Philadelphia means. And so it begins in chapter 3. We'll start at verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things, says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David. He opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I've set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Down to verse 10. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I come quickly, hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. And so we see that he commends them because they have kept his 
a commandment to persevere in spite of the terrible persecution against them, and particularly that they have kept his word. This is Jesus speaking, his word. They have not compromised on anything in his word just to please the world. And they have not denied my name. The name Jesus is the only name that saves. We cannot, we cannot substitute the name Jesus for a God that people can create a neutral God out of or change that God to their own devising. We must hold to the name of Jesus as the only way of salvation, right? And so if we look at the seventh church, the church of Laodicea, it comes from the Greek, which means Leo of the people, and dike, meaning judge, the people are judged. This church has certain characteristics that Jesus criticizes, and we see his severe warning, verse, starting at verse uh, chapter three, verse fourteen. And to the church of the and to the angel of the church of Laodiceans, write these things: says the faithful and true witness, the beginning of creation. I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot. I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And so we find that this church thinks that they're famous, they're rich, they're well-known, they're connected, they're of the people, they're probably very popular. And yet Jesus says, you're blind, that you know nothing, and that I don't know you. And he urges them to receive him. He's telling a church to open the door and let him into the church. This is a church that has said no to Jesus. And friends, we have to be careful. Do our churches actually say no to Jesus. And please be sure that you are with the church that has not denied his name, that has kept his word. Make sure that you long for his appearing and that he can call you friend, Lord. And uh, so we'll pick up on this next time. And I pray that if you have not received Jesus as your Savior, please ask him today. Don't wait anymore. He's coming soon. God bless you all. Join Wendy Scott every Saturday at 3 p.m. on K-Praise for another episode of Season Watch. Previous episodes can be found through the K-Praise podcast platform, where you can also access Wendy's other platforms and contact links. Please email Wendy with show comments, questions, or suggestions at wscott at mywordsforhim.com or visit her website at mywordsforhim.com for additional resources. Watch other teachings on her Rumble channel. Wendy's Words for Him, her fiction novel, The Lost, A Story of Christmas, can be found on Amazon. Until next week, watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.